Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. Thank you for joining us back at the Catwalk Movement. It's Chantel here. Hi, Ange. Hi, Shan. Hey, and um, as we said in our newsletter last week, this month, November, our theme is The Glow Up. And we are looking at ways in which we can keep ourselves healthy and beautiful and shiny during these dull winter months. Yeah, I feel like it's important that I mention um, part of our <laughs> part of our compromise, not sacrifice motive at the catwalk movement means that we get stuff done irrespective of our responsibilities. So you might notice that there is a guest with us today. My one-year-old is also in the background. Um, I'm sure he'll have plenty to say, but I hope not. <laughs> so as always, just a little bit of housekeeping. Um, if you are listening to us as you walk this week, head over to Strava, make sure you hit record and let us know where you are, how many KMs you're walking and um, let us see our community grow. Um, so as promised, we also have another guest with us today. Um, we have the wonderful Claudine Thornhill. And hi, Claudine. Hi, hi. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. Right. Um, so Claudine, just to let you guys know a little bit about her, she is an award-winning naturopathic nutritional therapist, wellness coach, and the founder of Claudine J Nutrition, which supports women to eat well, feel well, and live fully. And we are so excited to hear a little bit about Claudine's work today but also for her to share some tips and tricks about how we can use our diet in staying glowed up during the winter months so Claudine I have never heard the phrase naturopathic nutritional therapist right. please talk to us about what this role entails can I just say one thing I couldn't even say it <laughs> <laughs> Well, I was going to say that you your pronunciation was spot on because most people don't get it right first time anyway. So, so yeah, no, that was really good. Um, so basically what naturopathy means is that um, I've studied nutrition from a scientific background in terms of how food breaks down in the body and what the component parts do in the body and how they support the body, but also looking at um, traditional and alternative um medicines as well so my studies included things like traditional Chinese medicine and iridology um, Ayurveda and the principle is basically that we take a holistic approach to health and wellness so um, if someone was to come to see me with a particular health issue I'm not just looking at that health issue alone to be able to support them but I'm looking at everything in the round so both their physical mental emotional um, stress, sleep, everything else. So although I'm a nutritionist, I'm looking at things holistically. That's in, in principle, that's what that means. And also one of the foundations of it is also doing no harm. So, um, you know, it, I, I wouldn't be recommending anything to anybody which would have a benefit in one place, but then have a, a, a opposite effect in another place. So, you know, some medications, you might get side effects, so they might help you in one way, but then have a detrimental effect in another way. And mm -hmm. um, that's not the principle on, on, on which I would work. So everything would be supporting the body and supporting the person holistically. 
Lovely. And so we know we note you as a self-employed business owner, black female business owner. Yeah. Talk to us about your journey into the profession. How long have you been doing this work? Um, so I've been actually in practice for about three years now um, and studied for three years prior to that and was interested in health and wellness. I can't even put a number on it um, prior to that. Um, but the way that I entered into it was a, a number of things. So some of it was um, my own personal journey, um, going through a health issue when I was at university, which made me kind of have to repeat a year and go and seek private health care and go through specialists. Um, so that was an immune uh, condition that I was dealing with at university, which really made me kind of stop and think about what I was putting on my body and what I was putting inside my body as well. Um, and that was, a, you know, that was at 19, at a time when you don't really think about your physical health, you know, you just take it for granted. So that gave me an early kind of start on that. Um, and then it was kind of moving forward. It was in later on in my career. So I've got a human resources background and um, came to a point where I wasn't enjoying my, my job so much. I was becoming stressed. Um, I think, think about it now, suffering with kind of anxiety as well and decided to make the change basically into um, into doing something that I love and that I'm passionate about. Um, so decided to, I still work in part-time in HR, but I do that part-time and transitioned into nutritional therapy and just basically just bringing more joy into my life. Um, and then, yeah, studied for three years, got qualified and started doing what I do straight away, basically. So, yeah. Nice. And excellent. Can I just pick on one point that you mentioned, you said um, you started to take notice of what you was putting in your body and also on your body. So was that, can you explain about yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. Because the, the illness that I was dealing with meant that I was getting um, uh, kind of what looked like acne or pus filled spots on my body, on my back and on my legs and things. So um, prior to that, like most people, I was having baths and having showers in normal kind of shower gel, bubble baths, all that kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, just got really conscious about what I was bathing in and what I was putting on my body um, to it come to today where I haven't used the kind of like conventional shower gels and moisturizers and deodorants and things like that. I haven't used them in years um, just because I, I understand some of the effects that they can have. Um, you know, they are, they're absorbed into our bloodstream and can have effects basically. So, so yeah. And the reason why I ask that, because I myself, I've just started to, um, I've transitioned onto not using the shower gels and using um, soaps that are um, organically made, not even organically made, but are natural. natural that's the word. Natural. Yeah. yeah. And um, deodorants that are, you know, mm. for you and good for the planet. So, yeah, I yeah. Didn't, did that part myself yeah. for personal, yeah. personal reasons. So, nice. I think um, it was nice to see for us that there was there's a clear alignment in your work and our work because at the Catwalk Movement, our vision is that all black women will walk in their power. Mm -hmm. And you very clearly, very early on, if people head over to your website, you state that you choose to make work with women. Um, can you talk to us about that being an active choice in your line of work? Yeah, um, so I guess, you know, I've always been a woman's woman. <laughs> I've always, yeah, I just always kind of champion women and um, I'm an advocate for women. And yeah, just women are kind of my source of inspiration and power. Um, so I wanted to give that back. And then also I think that women um, 
you know, we're the foundations of society. So we are people, we are the ones, obviously men play a part as well, but we're the ones who are birthing and nurturing children, you know, so how children, you know, their, their long-term, just if we think about physical health is impacted from conception, you know? So if we're taking care of ourselves, um, before we even get pregnant, that affects the long-term health of our children and then how we nurture them and how we influence them. Um, and then that going on to how, you know, how society is affected by the children that we raise and our contributions to it. So <clears throat> my, my inspiration for that is just playing a part in making society in the world a better place by nurturing women and supporting women in their health. Yeah. Lovely. Andrea and I um, have quite different lifestyles at the moment <laughs> in that Andrea is um, a single, sexy, free woman. <laughs> not necessarily <laughs> relationship status. Maybe not today. <laughs> I mean, I'm also sexy, but um, <laughs> I'm a mum with a young family. I have three children and, wow. and a partner in the, in the house. Yeah. And so we were comparing... Um, how diet works as part of our lifestyles and so you know Andrea living on her own being a bodybuilder has a certain requirement in terms of her diet me myself a lot of I mean being black we focus on home cooked meals and you know use um raw ingredients a lot but there is a huge focus on convenience and time of the day and making sure things are ready for after school in terms of bedtime. And so, you know, that's just two women with very different lifestyles. And I think it would be really interesting if you could share with us some of the challenges that some of your clients share with you in terms of improving their diet or having a healthy, <laughs> or having a healthy balance uh, in what they eat. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I think what you just said about the difference between both of your lifestyles is um, is at the heart of it. Um, because women today are wearing so many different hats, whether it is mother, um, partner, girlfriend, wife, carer, um, businesswoman, employee, you know, whatever. Um, so the women that I work with are generally women that you know, um, maybe business owners or maybe have their um, have their careers, but they generally are doing something else outside of work as well. Um, and the balance, striking a balance between all of their commitments can be a bit of a struggle. And then that goes on to affect how they eat and maybe some of the symptoms that they experience as well. Or maybe they've got an underlying health condition, but they can't um, adequately get a grip on that health condition or um, manage it enough because they are being pulled in different uh, different ways, which means that they can't really take care of themselves fully. Um, and I see that being a major part of my role. So, you know, some of it, a lot of it is around diet, but a lot of it is also around um, helping women to manage stress um, and helping them achieve more balance. I don't, yeah, I don't know if balance is achievable, I don't know if that's the right word, but helping them achieve more alignment with all the commitments that they have mm-hmm. um, and looking at um, potentially where they can delegate things, where they can offload things, um, whether something is actually really important, whether it's really a priority. Um, so that's one aspect. And another aspect is also um, supporting women to just be in, more in touch with their health, with their physical body and emotional uh, well-being as well. So sometimes, like us 
work with clients who um, said that they find it difficult to understand when they feel stressed or when they feel anxious, or they might have different emotional things going on, which affects the way that they eat and kind of pinpointing and, and addressing those emotions and how they affect their food choices as well. Um, but yeah, I think, I think overall we are wearing so many different hats and it can be overwhelming and it can affect the choices we make in terms of making healthy choices, informed healthy choices. Do you have any particular tips for um, aligning? So, you know, typical scenario, um, I, let's say if someone was saying, you know, I get up early, I head straight to work, I'm used to buying my lunch on the way to work, um, dinners need to be quick and easy. Um, you know, do you have any tips for like what people could be doing to, to offset and create a better yeah. alignment? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think um, one of the things that people, people probably heard, heard this already and it's an, it's an old one, but it's just, one is around planning. Um, so, you know, I've been in that situation myself working in a corporate job where I was doing long hours, I was studying at the same time and I would be picking up breakfast and lunch from the supermarket, but I would know kind of what I'm going for in, in that. So I'm not just kind of leaving it to chance and picking up what I fancy, but actually thinking about, okay, how, what, what, what can I pick up at the supermarket, which is gonna be nourishing and make me actually feel good and make me carry me through to lunchtime. So it might be, what do I used to have? Like one of those fruit pots, like a pomegranate, pomegranate seeds with some dairy-free yogurt, and maybe I'll keep some um, muesli or something like that in my, in my desk drawer. So things like that, it was, it was the planning aspect. And then um, um, like I've worked with um, mothers as well with, with children um, and you know, I'm not a mother. So, you know, I can only, I can only speak from um, my experience of working with people, but um, I think sometimes as well, we can be a bit of, be perfectionists a little bit and want to do so much, whether it is kind of having a tidy house and then cooking and then going to work and whatnot. And sometimes I do understand the need for having order and whatnot, but sometimes not everything can be done. Um, and sometimes we need to delegate particular parts of our responsibility to particular parts of time where we can achieve those outcomes. Um, so one is planning, two is actually looking at, do these all these responsibilities that I have need to be done? Do they need to be done to the extent that I'm telling myself that they need to be done? Um, and there was a third one, just gone from my head now but uh yeah I would, I would say those two yeah okay and then in terms of our theme for this month so me I've I've never really had to worry about like my body weight or anything like that and I'm kind of just comfortable in my own skin irrespective of how it's changed mm. so I'm I'm not your go hard get your summer body ready I'm like summer will meet my body how my body is yeah yeah <laughs> so in these winter months I definitely definitely did have apple crumble and custard for dinner this week <laughs> because I just wanted to close up in the sofa and do yeah. I definitely, definitely um, am not eating a salad for lunch because I want hot food. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I'm not, I'm not against it. I'm not adverse to it. You know, catch me in July, I'll eat the salad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I understand. Um, yeah. So, you know, on, on the theme of November catwalk glow up, what would be some of your suggestions for like winter eating where, you know, you want to be cozy, you want to be warm, 
but you know you still want to have a level of healthiness Mm -hmm. what what can be our go-to before you answer that can I just say thank you very much for saying about the planning because (laughs) when I started talking about planning everyone just assumes it's because of what I do as a bodybuilder right you have to plan your food and so no I'm glad to hear it from another woman who It's talks about planning yeah, it's yeah, just, yeah. not just because you're an athlete or because you do certain things you mm-hmm. planning it's like for work I, mm-hmm. I always say the same thing you know I met you plan what you want to do for work so yeah not plan your food yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah totally agree yeah sure. um yeah. so um so yeah winter winter kind of eating um I, I totally understand what you're saying it is all about kind of comfort um comfort and warming kind of foods um and that's what we we would be naturally inclined to to go for um so I would be recommending and I know um you know carbohydrates have been a bit kind of vilified and you know low carb no carb that type of thing but carbohydrates could be kind of what we're veering towards because we want that warmth and we want that energy we want that comfort mm-hmm. um so you know root vegetables sweet potatoes white potatoes pumpkin butternut squash those types of things having those as your carbs whether you make um soups curries stews that kind of thing using that um and even using those things to replace rice sometimes which can be um sometimes can cause problems for people with bloating and gas and things like that Mm. um and when it comes to carb so I'm not I'm not low carb or I'm not no carb but I recommend that people have about a quarter of a plate of of carbs um and just varying the carbohydrate sources and not just sticking to one thing but varying them um so yeah so grounding foods like that root root vegetable type foods like that would be really nice to have um in this kind of season and cooking them in different ways, roasting them as well, roasting um, kind of seasonal vegetables like Brussels sprouts and and, uh, greens and things like that would be really nice. Um, And then, yeah, coming back to soups, so like, you know, traditional kind of Caribbean, you know, chicken soups, that kind of thing, really um, just comforting, but also really, really good for you as well. Um, So yeah, but I, I, I agree with you in terms of, salads and things I'm I'm not someone to eat kind of cold foods when it's cold outside as well so I completely understand that um but yeah I would be I would be in terms of having salads if people want to have salads but they want something warm I would say be saying have warm salads to bring in some um warm foods into the salads or having a side salad or something like that um so yeah I hope that answers the question definitely I've got a question so all of that is great but then how do you apply that if you're a vegan okay yeah 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 so um plant-based plant-based protein so you could be having um lentil soups or stews chickpea curries um tempeh is a is a um protein sauce that I recommend quite a bit so tempeh is fermented soybeans um you can season it up and cook it whether you fry it put it in the oven put it in a curry um and it's really good for as a protein source number one but really good for women in terms of um phytoestrogens which helps with hormonal balance um as well as really good for our gut health because they're fermented soybeans so it acts as a kind of probiotic as well um so yeah tempeh is a good source um but yeah a range of um plant plant-based proteins like beans pulses lentils and things like that and then also um you know just to make sure you're getting enough protein in if you wanted to incorporate a protein powder as well as one of incorporate it in one of your meals as well that that could be fine 
Yeah. I've got a little, little secret, not a secret, but when you mentioned about protein powder, and that question was purely for myself, because <laughs> I am a vegan. <laughs> but the protein powder, so the other day I, I started to use protein powder and I accidentally didn't put enough water. Mm. It, when I whisked it up, it was so thick that I had to use a spoon. Wow. And it dawned on me, that is my afters. That is like my, <laughs> my dessert pattern. And I put some Rice Krispies on top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so nice. So, yeah. <laughs> That's my. Interesting. I would never think to add protein to, like, protein powder to my meal. I see it as something that's like a drink or a substitute. I mean, I haven't done much research, but I wouldn't, I've never thought that you could be adding protein powders to your foods as in your meals. No, I wouldn't, I didn't add it to my meal. No, you had it on its own, but I was talking about what Claudine said. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be adding it to meals either. I would, um, you could have it maybe on the, like, have a shake on the side of your meal or, you know, have a breakfast, normal breakfast with a protein shake or have a smoothie within a protein powder, something like that. Okay, good to clarify then. Oh, I, I, the other question's going out of my head. What's your favourite superfood? Do you know what? I don't really, I don't like, I don't believe in the term superfoods. <laughs> yeah, I just think That's it's... Some of us that don't know, we get, we get, we run away with these terms, don't we? It's like, oh, the magazines are saying it, everyone yeah. have a bit of this, I don't know, I don't know, <laughs> peppers, antioxidants. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 um, um, uh, yeah, I'm not really, I guess, no, actually, tell a lie. Um, one thing I do like is spirulina. So um, I will try and take that consistently, whether it's in the um, tablet form or whether it's a spirulina powder, but I'll I'll take that um, just because of the green algae are generally quite, quite good for us and contain high amounts of nutrients and um, less processed. So spirulina is one thing that I will take consistently. But yeah, in terms of superfoods, like when they talk about goji berries and kale and chia seeds and things like that um I think they're all good there's nothing wrong with them but I think labeling them as superfoods just is a way to market them and increase the prices you know um so you know goji berries definitely high in antioxidants but so are blueberries and blackberries um you know kale in addition to that you could be eating spinach and cabbage and brussels sprouts broccoli is you know so nutrient dense so there's lots of things that we can be having you don't necessarily have to spend you know that big money on those necessary superfoods I I mean I do have them but um, I don't necessarily advocate them for my clients I I try and make things um doable and practical and sustainable for people basically nice nice and so I guess like it would be really good if we could hear so the catwalk movement is about lifestyle politics it's about how we use our our time and energy in nurturing ourselves in all sense of the way in terms of our minds our body our souls um and you know weekly we engage our listeners our role models that's what we refer to them as um in terms of things that they can be doing eating reading writing and so as a fellow black woman it would be great to hear a little bit about um some of the things that you're doing to um to create alignment in your daily life and to nurture yourself so is there anything in particular that you are currently reading watching listening to or last read watch listen to that was just you know great for your soul yeah um so um so currently I literally just bought the other day um so I don't read a lot of fiction uh because I'm mainly kind of looking at 
research stuff and things around nutrition and food and diet and stuff so sometimes I need some downtime and just something uh yeah something fiction so um the other day I bought um my sister the serial killer by... oh, yeah I had that right okay yeah so I just started reading that um and on my list actually is a new book by a good friend of mine called Lisa Bent and she's written a book called Simone is Still Single so um that is going to be next on my reading list as well and it's about black love uh set in London so yeah that's going to be on my reading list I'll be reading I'll be, yeah, we might have to have a book club <laughs> <laughs> I, I I too I love writing I love love and I too wrote a book on love this year so oh brilliant be reading what's her name Lisa Bent did you say Lisa Bent yeah 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 so those um yeah but my my sister the serial killer is what I'm reading at the moment yeah great and you mentioned um products you mentioned that it's been quite a while since you used conventional soaps and creams and stuff so are there any particular uh, products that are like top of your list for skincare yeah um so um for a few years i've been using um pure goodness so that's made by a black woman uh, based in brixton so it's um natural vegan cruelty free uh london based black owned um so yeah pure goodness is is one that i use and i use um her deodorants her she's got face oils as well she's got body creams um, and she's got hair products mm-hmm. um so yeah pure goodness is one I also consistently use Dr Bonner's for soaps and shower my soap and shower gel um what else and then in terms of moisturizers I actually kind of make my own so I mix up my own oils and butters and things like that and, and use those um and hair products I like um Camille Rose Naturals, um, I like her. Um, yeah, I think that's that's generally it. Yeah, nice little selection there. <laughs> um, I've got a question. So, I what I do generally is a little about the mind, body. Um, but so, what do you do to nourish your mind? Is there anything, any advice that you can give to our listeners? Um, to nourish my mind, um, reading is one thing. So like I said, um, sometimes I just want that distraction. So um, reading is one thing, um, but also meditation, um, being consistent in my meditation. I try and do at least 10 minutes a day um, of meditation, prayer as well. Um, journaling is another thing that I'm quite consistent with. Um, and I find that, yeah, if I've got something that is just ruminating in my mind, um, writing it down will help me just either reach a conclusion or find some new understanding. So journaling is, is a big one. Um, and then, yeah, I guess in terms of having that downtime and distraction, movies is another one that I will, I will go to um, sometimes just for the, you know, just for the fun of it really. Yeah. Um, another one for me then. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we spoke about the mind. So what do you do for nourishing your body? So do you take part in any physical activity or mm-hmm. anything like that? Yeah. So um, yeah, movement. To be honest, one of the reasons why I got into nutrition is because I wasn't so into uh, physical activity. So um, you know, my way of kind of taking care of myself was to eat well and forget about the exercise. Um, but yeah, I, I, in, in, you know, as I've gotten older and actually as I've moved into nutrition and understand, understood the benefit of physical movement, then it's kind of like, actually, my, you know, my plan is kind of backfired. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so movement, moving my body every day is important to me. And 
um, whether it is through yoga. So over the summer, I did um, some yoga training actually, which just helped to kind of solidify and, and ground what I was doing. So whether it's yoga, um, dance. So before lockdown, I was kind of doing dance classes as well. Um, uh, occasionally I should be more consistent with it but I do do strength training um getting older and being you know in my 40s I understand the importance of strength training uh for the bones and muscles and long-term health um yeah and then actually I also do walks as well so I've joined um there's a group uh, now we're affected by lockdown but there's a group called women working with purpose who I walk with every month um in my local area and we'll do like a 5k um walk so yeah Similar. Yeah. So for the last few series that we've done of the catwalk, we've been amplifying and um, women, black women, past and present, who have not been as visible as what they should have been or what we how we felt they, they should have been anyway. And um, so what black women past or present would you like to amplify and why? Yeah, you know, um, this one's a difficult one. There are so many. Um, so maybe I'll choose a selection. Um, <laughs> um, one of them, I don't know if she needs amplifying. I think maybe in the UK, she's not as known, but the person who I did the yoga teacher training with, um, Davina Davidson, she runs um, a channel she's called Melanin Yoga TV, and she's all about kind of increasing diversity within yoga. Um, and I remember when I was training with her, one of the lines that she said, which always stayed with me, is that black people need breath or black people need to breathe. Um, and just that's just understanding the level of stress and trauma and anxiety that we deal with and that we need to actually be just taking that time to be still and breathing, but also connecting with our bodies as well. So Davina Davidson is one of them. Um, I would also say some, uh, some other women that I kind of have uh, worked with or collaborated with. So um, Leah Salmon, the Naturally You coach, does some great work. She's a nutritionist as well and, um, and life coach. Um, Lisa Bent, I mentioned, who's got her book coming out. Uh, Tamu Thomas, she's a, she runs uh, Live360, which is all about um, women's wellbeing uh, post 40. Mm. Um, and then um, Candice Bryan, who used to run a, an organisation called Noir Wellness, um, all, for, all focused on Black people's health and wellness as well. Um, so yeah, I think that's it. Oh, and I'll say one more actually. Um, Black Excellent Grads uh, run by Annette Brooks. So, so she's all about um, African print stoles and uh, accessories for Black people, Black graduates basically just representing the culture um, when, they've, when they've graduated, so yeah. Nice. I'm gonna look these people up because I have not heard of any of them. I'm really um, excited to go and delve into and learn about some of their work. So thank you for sharing. All right. Um, and any other questions? Um, no, I think we've covered most of the things, haven't we? So we've gone through mind, body, soul, um, what you're reading, and what you do. Yeah, who you would amplify. Um, so you, even though you mentioned these wonderful black women um do you actually have a role model and if so why this particular person and not necessarily not everyone does or you just hit like if, if that's just yeah, yeah, yeah um yeah I don't know about role model I would say um influences I would say um so definitely one of them is my grandmother who passed away um earlier this year um and uh, yeah her influence kind of uh led me where I am today just because um, 
you know, her growing up in Jamaica um, and just having an infinite knowledge of plants and herbs and how they can heal you and just, you know, her just wheeling it off the top of her head kind of was something I always admired. So, um, yeah, I would say my grandmother, number one. Um, and then in terms of kind of my work and how I model myself, I'd say one person is um, Francesca Medina or Hey Fran Hey. Um, so she was a YouTube influencer, she still is, but I think she's less on YouTube. Um, but she was someone who was always about the natural remedies, the natural, natural beauty, natural skincare, and just taking care of yourself from the inside out, but also in a very real and practical way. She lived in New York, I think Harlem. Um, so, you know, was in a city and could understand how people lived, but also had that um, ethical wellness approach to things as well. So, yeah. Lovely. Yeah, no, thank you so much. We've got so much research to do now to see all this and enhance my life. So um, it's been so good talking yeah. to you, and I think it's always it's always good to talk to someone who is a specialist in that field because sometimes we're doing what we're doing and we we don't always trust ourselves in knowing that we're on the right track. Um, so it's it's been it's been good to hear that actually, you know. Um, there wasn't anything out of the ordinary that you shared or recommended and that actually everything can be done in balance and I love the fact that you said you know we need to think about what we prioritize and delegate in that as black women we we tend to just feel like we have to do everything at a certain level and maybe we don't need to and that definitely resonated with me because I am a bit of a perfectionist and and I'm always like I've got a bit of tidying up today I got tidy on Saturday but the the house is not that bad Chantal just yeah, yeah, yeah. and let it be yeah. Um, yeah. so it was it was it was good to hear that from you um, and can I just add to that as well because that's part of what we say about the catwalk is you know walk. Take no, time. take time because I always said at the beginning when I started to walk him, I saw a, a group of men and they're like, Why are you not jogging? Like, <laughs> I want to walk. Yeah. <laughs> I'm allowed to slow time. down. I want to yeah. slow down. And that was my time to slow down. You know, we're not walking to the shops or we're not walking to go collect this uh, young children from school. Where, where yeah. I left my house to go for a walk. Yeah. 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 And I've noticed that with it with myself as well. Like, especially during lockdown going for a walk and not feeling need to, the need to rush and power walk and stuff you know that's that's for me that's my normal default way of being but actually just taking a step back and thinking why are you always pushing yourself to to do this and do that and you know um so yeah I think a lot of us kind of deal with that yeah yeah um so I guess finally the other the other thing is you know typically in terms of taking up space when we hear about roles like yoga practitioners and nutritionists we know that it's quite a whitewashed world so it's also really refreshing to come across a black female nutritionist someone who understands you know the culture um why it might be difficult to shift um diet habits why you know in terms of prioritizing in terms of family dynamics maybe being a carer maybe being a solo parent um you know all the things that could offset our alignments yeah. so um if there is someone that's like right Claudine sounds like the person I need where can they find you what can they do yeah so um they can find me on instagram so my instagram is at claudine j thornhill nutrition um and my, my website is claudinethornhill.com um i do offer a three a free 30 minute health and wealth sorry let me say it again i offer a 
free 30 minute health and wellness data consultation so someone can talk to me about any health issues they're dealing with and I'll try my best to kind of um, answer any questions they've got in that um so yeah those are the two main ways my website or um, Instagram and my email is info at claudinethornhill.com and if someone was considering working with you um typically what do you have packages programs is it span over a certain amount of time yeah so um people can choose to do either um uh, single sessions with me and book in kind of as and when they need them i'd recommend people have if they were going to do that they'd have one session and then book in another session maybe six weeks later to give the the plan the chance to work or I also offer 12-week programs as well which includes three sessions um and we'd be kind of uh, there'd be some hand-holding and support in between sessions as well to make people help them with accountability and motivation and um and that type of thing but all of my programs there was always going to be um contact in between if people have questions they're not quite sure about how to do something they're not quite sure about a product that they've seen in the shop you know I always encourage my clients to send me pictures text me email me um so that they've got that support as well because I know how daunting it can be when you're in the shop and you're looking at an ingredients label and you just don't know what it means so so yeah there's a level of flexibility there so definitely something for everyone yeah once again, thank you for joining us. It's been really refreshing and interesting speaking to you. And for our role models and listeners, just a reminder um, that you can find us on socials at the Catwalk MVMT. You can also email us if you'd like some more details about what we do or the work of Claudine. And you can get us get at us on contact at the Catwalk MVMT.com. Sadly, yeah. another and it's another episode down. It's a wrap. But can I just say thank you very much for being our first guest? Yes, we oh, haven't had any guests you? before. I didn't know that. Okay, yeah. no. <laughs> Glad to be the first guest. It was a really good conversation. So thank you for having me. Thank you. All right, guys. Speak to you soon. Thank you. Bye. All right, we can. Just